Welcome to the Daily Bible Podcast, the show intended to help you get more out of your everyday time in the Word. This is a ministry of Compass Bible Church in North Texas, and if you'd like to join along with our daily Bible reading program, you can do so by going to compassntx.org and clicking on the Daily Bible Reading tab. Thanks for joining in for today's episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Go Cowboys! Yeah, woo, go woo, woo. Cow- Wait, let's get let's go Cowboys. Get them. But go not, get them. But they're not in it. Doesn't matter. I don't care. Cowboys win. Cowboys do win. In fact, my son is going to a Super Bowl party later today, and he's wearing his Cowboy stuff because he's my son. <laughs> of course. You know, you're, see, and that's the thing. That's that's the kind of fandom I appreciate. Someone who's just one of those, you know, uh, I'm going to support the team when they're in the Super Bowl. <laughs> get out of here with that. Yeah. Josh, I respect that. Well, he's been raised as a Rangers fan, a long-suffering Rangers fan until just, <laughs> until this just last recently, season. Yeah. Right? See, the Lord rewards that she kind of faithfulness. It so sweet when they won the World Series. It was like, oh, man. Now you can die. You know, you know, you have been getting a little grayer and a little more frail since, I, since that took place. You know, feel like some of the spark, yeah. <laughs> some of the spark has been gone. I'm like Simeon. I'm like, okay, Lord, you can take you me can home. Take now. me home. Now. I saw the, I saw the, the win. <laughs> yeah. Well, who's playing? I the, know the 49ers. I heard okay. that this morning or yesterday morning at the men's Bible study. Who, who else is playing? The 49ers versus Taylor Swift. Oh, cool. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. I uh, think she's good. She has, a, she has a strong chance, man. The Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City. Oh, Mahomes. Yes. Now that's cool. All so, right. So, listen. So here, here's the thing, man. The 49ers and Cowboys have a long-standing rivalry. Like, they, oh, yeah, for oh. a long time. And the 49ers are the better team. Obviously, they're in the Super Bowl, but they've beaten the Cowboys quite a bit recently. But Taylor Swift is enough reason for me to not cheer for the Chiefs on wow. Sunday. Wow. What about Taylor Swift do you not like? I, I, well, first off, I think she's a horrible role model for our young ladies. I think her positions on some issues including let's just say reproductive health care that she has made known and uh some of her other inclinations and leanings like i just yeah i i would rather my daughter look up to a million other people besides taylor swift a million well i i would suggest probably most of those in pop culture fandom or stardom are are not going to be a a paragons of virtue probably right no i get that it's just she is everywhere and i'm like i just i'm ready for her to get old and go away she's the most famous person in the world probably yeah and everybody's like is she gonna make it to the super bowl from she's playing like a concert in korea so i'm like i don't i don't (laughs) care like it it would be better if she didn't it'd be better if her plane was delayed and she didn't get there okay because then we would not have to see cutaways. They're like, oh, look, there's what Taylor Swift doing? standing in a box what wearing is she a Travis eating? Kelsey jersey. <laughs> I'm so over Taylor Swift. I don't even like her music. Like, Wow, okay. It's, it's not, I don't. You kind of remind unpopular me. Unpopular opinion. I'm the old man saying get off my lawn. But still, I like Taylor Swift, get off my lawn. It's like when atheists start railing against Christians. It's like, what? What gives, man? What 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 did the Christians do to you for not believing in the God they espouse? You're sure really passionate about that. So let's just get real here, Pastor PJ. Confession time. Yes. How many of her albums do you own? Zero. Proudly, <laughs> I will tell you zero. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. In fact, I brought this up at our community group the other day. By the way, if you're not in a community group, this, is a, be. this is a reminder. You should get in a community group. I agree with that. That's because great. you will miss out on things like this. We were in our community group and all of the ladies, we were talking about Taylor Swift and all the ladies started chiming in and quoting song lyrics wow. at me. Oh. Yes. It was very disrespectful, actually. <laughs> as, a, as their pastor, I was a little bit offended. Uh, but they were telling me things like shake it off and why wow. you got to be so mean and all these things. Wow. That, yeah. And I, I don't know her, I don't know her stuff. So it's like, why I'm not going to read it. They're not, not going to listen to it. You know, it would be so funny though. You unironically use her song lyrics in your sermons 
and don't bat an eye. Like you, like you, you're doing it, but and they're thinking that you're doing it on purpose, but you're just saying it without ever without ever knowing it. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. Trolling them the hardest they've ever been trolled. That'd be so funny. Yeah, but I don't I don't want to. I will find the lyrics for you and just send me your notes. I'll just pop them in there and I'll I'll put them in for you. Yeah, but I don't want to. And so that's why I'm cheering for the 49ers tomorrow. As a Cowboys <laughs> fan, I'm cheering for the 49ers. Congratulations, Taylor Swift. You've turned Cowboys fans into Is 49ers that what it takes? fans. Man, Taylor Swift is more powerful than I ever realized. Thank you for helping me see that. Well, and, and in some essence, there's truth behind that. Like they've been talking about if she comes out and endorses one of the political candidates. Oh, gee, I wonder which one she would endorse, uh, how that could impact the next election cycle. So you heard about the the news that broke about Biden, how he's right. mentally unfit for, for this or that. And, right. and now everyone's saying, OK, well, of course, he's not unfit. He's unfit for office, too, then. Um, how how do we as Christians think about our political leaders? Since you brought them up, and, and it's, it's it's evergreen news, people have heard about this now. And, and there's obviously since the beginning of his presidency, people have been calling into question his mental state from the start. How do we as Christians think in a helpful and true way about President Biden? Yeah, I mean we we're, we are called to pray for our leaders. We're called to pray for him. What he, kind of prayers? Uh, not, not in precatory <laughs> um, he's in office because God put him in office and we see God do that throughout history throughout the the Old Testament we, we were reminded of that for example in the book of Daniel uh, time and mm. time again we we're reminded of that even in the Exodus what we've just been reading that God said I raised Pharaoh up in order that I might get glory over him so Biden is in, in office because according to God's plan like you were talking about yesterday at men's Bible study the decreed will of God versus the desired will of God God's decreed will was that Biden should be the president of the United States during these years mm. so and we're called to pray for our leaders so we need to be praying for him we need to be praying for his health we need to be praying for his mental uh, abilities especially when you consider that he he is in a position of power in our nation and does hold a lot of clout right now and and you shouldn't rejoice over the fact that you know he's struggling mentally and and whether or not he's able to to execute the duties of his office. I mean, we need to be praying for him and that God would sustain him for as long as he has him in office that he would be able to think clearly. We also need to be praying for his salvation. We need to be praying that God would cause him to repent from his sins and put his trust in Jesus as his savior. We need to pr- be praying that for him, for his vice president, for you know the, the, all of the our politicians that if they're not saved, that God would save them. Um, in fact, if we want to see transformation in our nation, which rhymes, um, <laughs> that's where it's going to come from. It's going to come from revival. It's not going to come from a, a new set of politicians in office. It's not going to come from changing from blue to red or red to blue or anything like that. The true transformation here is going to come from revival and it's happened before and we have to trust that it could happen again. And I think that's where our struggle is, is I think we're so skeptical that anything like that could ever happen. Um, Mm. And I think in part, we've talked about this before because the depravity of man is so much more readily available to us with our phones and and, and X and, you know, Instagram and and all these things and just 24 hour news sites. We just see it all over the place. So uh, we need to be praying people. We need to be praying for him, man. And that, and that the truth. Yeah. Pray it up. Yep. Well, let's get into Exodus, Exodus 36 through 38. Yeah. Yeah, Exodus 36 through 38. We talked about this last episode. We're getting into some of the repetition because now it's uh, the execution of everything that God had been telling Moses to do, and now they're going to go ahead and, and do, do it. that. Yeah. yeah, that's good. So verses one through seven, um, the people uh, are clearly devoted to this uh, task happening because they they bring uh, all of their offerings so much so that, that Moses has to say, okay, that's good. We're good. You can stop, and uh, we'll let you know if we have any more need here. 
Mm. And uh, what a what a cool thing. Just as to a see. church planter, man, I'm like, yeah, yeah, do that to us, Lord. Yeah, <laughs> let's get that going. Uh, right. And 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 to that point, you know, I, I I don't know that this is the right place to talk about giving because this is not necessarily giving the same way that we think about giving because sure. this is above and beyond. This was uh, as the Lord moved in yeah, each free person. will offering. Right. Free will offering. Uh, when we talk about giving or when we take our, our offering on Sunday mornings, that's that's not a free will offering. That's not a give as you feel led to give. This is a this is a command from the Lord. This is something that uh, we're called to do and called to do sacrificially and called to do as a response to what God has already provided for us. And, uh, and man, our, our church does a, a good job at this um, for our size, but you know, we we hopefully one day will be uh, kind of on our own financially speaking, so to speak. Right now, we are, are supported by our sending church, and they are, are helpful in that, and we're so thankful for that. But man, as quickly as we can, we want to get to a place where you know we are are able to support ourselves and support our church, and that will allow us to do a lot more. Like we would love to be able to bring you know Mark on full time eventually, and and we've got a lot of things that we want to be able to do. But we also know that that the Lord needs to to provide those funds for us as uh, as He sees fit. So giving is important, y'all, and and it's important for this church plant. And we would love to be at a position where uh, we just see God respond by moving in the hearts of His people that way. Man, we need a building. Like to have several buildings, yeah. ideally a, a men's meeting space, women's meeting space, a youth space. Yeah. As you start thinking and getting excited about some of the future prospects that we have in mind, but man, this is a, this is what happens to the heart of the people when God stirs their uh, their affections for Him and His work. When they see God for who He is, when they realize the, the the glory of God, the holiness of God, this is the inevitable response. Right. People freely give. This is the God who deserves everything. Right. He owns it all. Man, I want to give. This is not the the regular offering. This is above and beyond. And man, would God do that for you and for me and for anyone else who's listening to this podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Well, verses eight through 19, we talk about the curtains and uh, there's 10 of them that are made. There's four per side and then one on each end there. And uh, the whole thing is just about over half a a football field in length. And so we're dealing with about just just beyond that 50 yard length there of uh, of these curtains. So it's it's a sizable thing. I was talking with somebody today that said, hey, are you going to be able to go into detail on the tabernacle? And I said, well, probably not on the podcast because we just don't have the amount of time to really press into the details, but it'd be be cool like you said if if one of these companies that does the the living tabernacle experience or whatever came here and did something like that where we could i i forgot to look that up thanks for reminding me i I, you know i would love to do that because that would be every christian should do that it's just so helpful for sure put your eyes on it to to walk through it it was really well worth it yeah well down in in 10 through 16 we talked about this when the it was being prescribed and now it's being uh, made but the 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 show table the the table for the bread, uh, the bread on top, there were 12 loaves that represented the 12 tribes of Israel. And, uh, the bread was not food for Yahweh. So they weren't saying here, Yahweh, you need to eat like the nations would do with their false gods. Uh, but this was food for the priests and, uh, it symbolized Yahweh as Israel's continual provider. Cause the bread was to be perpetually there before the Lord and, and available for the priest to have. And this was uh, a, a reminder of God's provision, even through the wilderness wanderings. In fact, uh, the, the, the loaves of bread there were made from two omers of flour. And that was the same amount as was required of the Israelites of manna to gather on the day before the Sabbath, because they would trust that the Lord would provide on the Sabbath and they wouldn't have to go out and gather on the Sabbath. So each loaf was made from two omers of flour. And so there's a lot of symbolism to that point that I was just talking about in each of these things that we can't really uh, cover in detail on the podcast. And we got to be careful not to press things too far that weren't intended to be pressed that far either. Especially because God doesn't tell us 
sometimes, oftentimes, what all of these things precisely mean. Right. The symbolism is meant to be understood by the audience. Obviously, Israel probably understood all of it. Yeah. Because Moses was there to explain it. You and I were at a somewhat of a disadvantage here and we're having to kind of intuit what God is intending to get across. But tell us again why it's important. I mean, why does Moses spill so much ink effectively repeating himself? I mean, what we just read here in chapter 36 um, is in chapter 26 and is basically word for word. Yeah. You know, here's what here's what God tells Moses to do. And then this whole section here and throughout the rest of the, the book of Exodus, you have, and they did it as the Lord commanded Moses. Right. Why is this necessary? I think it's, uh, we, we lose sight sometimes that, that the Pentateuch, that the, the first five books were not just written for us some 2,000 years after the, the time of Christ and, and much longer than that from the time of the original writing to benefit from as we study our Bibles today. It was for the, the people there, it was for the original audience. And so this was even for the generations that were coming to hear, okay, this is what Yahweh prescribed and hey, you know what? The people did it. They obeyed. They followed the Lord. And so Moses, I think in, in recording this is, is encouraging the people of Israel to say, it's important for us to obey the Lord. We, your, your forefathers mm. obeyed the Lord as they were in the wilderness, as they were building the tabernacle. This was the command, and they did just as the Lord commanded. So wherever you are, as you're reading this, and, and that's true for us today too, we need to say, okay, what does the Lord want from us? We need to do just as the Lord commanded us. And, uh, and so it's significant, I think, for, for that reason for us. That's such a helpful reminder, too. It, it's hard to read this stuff. Even as you, as you read it, and you're like, I, I, I just read this, and I'm, I'm reading right. it again, and now it's saying, and they did it as the Lord commanded Moses. Um, so as a New Testament Christian, then, as I'm reading this and I'm seeing the repetition, you're suggesting that we should read with an eye toward, I, 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 obedience is important, and it's so important that obeying him down to the particulars is, is important enough to say, I'm going to repeat this. I'm going to copy paste it yeah. just so you get the point. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also I think as you're reading, if you find yourself bogged down, reading with a, a good commentary is helpful to push through some of that because that mm. those commentaries will shed some light that you don't see right, right away. Right. Um, and so we mentioned a couple in Exodus that were good, Dwayne Garrett and, uh, and a few others focus on the Bible has a good one as well. Um, Bible knowledge commentary. We've suggested that one before any right, of these right. are going to be helpful companions to you so that you can say, okay, what, what am I supposed to do with this as I'm repeating, reading the same thing over and over again, if you can't wait for us to jump on the podcast and tell you. So. One of my favorite Bible hacks is to read with the, so uh, because Lagos has uh, an audio component to the ESV. Mm. You can have David Cochran Heath read it to you I don't know as who you. That is. That's the, that the guy who does it. Okay. In fact, I, I can probably play it right here, and you can hear it. Chapter thirty-seven. Bezalel made the ark of acacia wood. That's David Cochran Heath. So you know what I think about when I hear his voice. What's that? The people in church when they're taking notes and they accidentally hit the oh, yes. command R and it starts reading it, and then nobody knows how to turn them off. Yeah, that's true. And so it's like What's the phone going off in service, and they're, to, like, and they're shutting their laptop and like setting it behind them. And he's still reading. Yeah. Well, I use that as a helpful, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm going through some heavy scripture and I'm like, this is hard. I'm, my mind is struggling to pay attention. I have him read. I'm looking at my Bible as he reads. It's a really helpful tool to stay focused. So I would encourage that if, the, if you're struggling through some of these chapters, yeah. Have him read with you, take Pastor Peach's advice and bring in the commentaries out. But if I'm just trying to make make progress, make tracks through it, just so I can get it in my mind, that's my best tool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, chapter 37, uh, 17 through 24, you get the menorah there. Uh, so some of these, the, the correlation is obvious. The provision of light. Jesus in John 1 says, I right. am the light of the world, right? Mm -hmm. So there's there's some obvious connections to be made with some of these. The altar of incense, I think I mentioned previously, prayers. incense, yeah, the prayers of the saints. Um, you get the sacrificial altar in Exodus 38, uh, 1 through 7. 
Um, and uh, that's the altar that was outside of the holy place. So that is the his, bronze altar, right? Sometimes called. Yep. And this is where the burnt offerings would be offered, as well as the. Uh, this is going to come into play big time in, in Leviticus. And the reason it was outside the holy place is because there were, I think, at least carcasses that would have been there and blood and things like that. And oh yeah, that's um, where the burnt offerings were consumed. Yeah. So uh, fire inside doesn't really go very well doesn't today. Tend, tend to it didn't go very, well, very yeah. well then either. So Weird. that's why it's it's outside. But uh, bronze basin in 38.8, again, that was for the priests to purify themselves before going about their duties. Again, the correlation there, we can look to the book of Hebrews and see that there is a great high priest who never had to purify himself because mm. he was sinless. And, uh, that's, and right. that's the, the the great high priest. That's the greatest high priest. Don't and that is it. Jesus. The courtyard in verses 9 through 20, and then it, it wraps up with kind of a summary of everything in verses uh, 21 through 31. Yeah, so the repetition, I mean, that, that's kind of my takeaway from this thing. The repetition is necessary. Yep. And in fact, one of the things I can prove to you why repetition is necessary is that when you read your Bible every year, hopefully you're doing that, you'll find that there are things in there that you totally forgot. Yeah. Isn't that not true for you? Totally. I read stuff all the time like, where? How, I know I read that. Right. Why did I not remember that? In fact, we're going to get to something very soon. And I'm like, who on earth are these people? I, I, I don't want to let the cat out of the oh, bag. Man. That is, that's a cliffhanger. It is. That it is. is a hook. But re- remind yourself as you read through the reminders that they are so necessary. I mean, this is Paul and Peter. They're saying, look, I write these by way of reminder. Yep. I'm saying this as a reminder to you. We need the reminders. Don't, don't, don't feel bad that it's hard. It's supposed to be hard, but it's good. Yep. Stay at it. Yep. Speaking of stay at it, keep reading your Bibles and uh, come back tomorrow where we will finish up another book of the Bible. Wow. Finish up Exodus. See you then. Third book in the books. That's right. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. We hope and pray this has been a blessing to you and your time in the Word. If it has, if you would subscribe to this podcast, leave a like, leave a comment, and share it with some friends and family, that would be awesome. If you need more information about Compass Bible Church here in North Texas, you can go to compassntx.org. Again, that's compassntx.org. And we'll be back with you tomorrow for another episode of the Daily Bible Podcast. Podcast.